Hello, you guys. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about blood work. <laughs> um, so in the previous podcast, I briefly mentioned or spoke about the importance of getting blood work done and how I recommend doing blood work every six months to a year, depending on a few things. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, I recommend getting your yearly checkup and, you know, getting your annual, annual labs, your CBCs, you're looking at your liver, all of those things. But if you're on thyroid medication every six months to just make sure and evaluate that things are going really, really well. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about labs and the importance of your labs, <laughs> um, as well as how to evaluate functional labs versus conventional labs and what to do if your labs are getting are, are normal and you keep getting told that everything is normal um, and just some just some other things that... I think is really important. Now, I'm going to give you guys a brief overview of these things, but if you want to join our course, what to do if your labs are normal, I suggest heading over to the show notes and checking that out. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. We're talking about what to do if your labs are normal. And I want to share just a quick background to my story. I feel like it's been a while since I've done that. So having thyroid imbalances can be very, very difficult to navigate especially when your doctors or your physicians or your natural paths are telling you that everything is normal and that just normal things in your life are affecting it. You're a mom, you're a teacher, you're, you're busy, you're a caregiver, you're a woman, you're menopausal, whatever it is. All of these things have been quote unquote normalized by society. And let me give you an example. So I was on the phone earlier this week 
with someone who was interested in learning more about the program. We were talking and she's like, you know, I, I asked her something about, well, how's your sleep? And she's like, oh, my sleep's great. You know, I just only wake up um, at night when I have to pee. And I was like, well, how many times a night are you waking up? And, you know, what times are you waking up? Tell me more about that. And it turns out she's waking up usually one to two times a night, which is quote unquote normal for her age. And she's like, you know, I get up, go to the bathroom and I go back to sleep. And as we were talking about this, I wanted to share with her some just valuable information. And that may be normal to wake up talking to your friends who are perimenopausal, postmenopausal, waking up in the middle of the night to pee is quote unquote normal. However, it's not. That's a sign or a symptom that your body is out of balance, especially the time of night that she was most likely waking up. She said she didn't always look at the clock, which is fine, but she's she said it was around maybe two, three o'clock in the morning. Well, during that period of time, that is when our liver is trying to detoxify. And so if our body doesn't have what it needs, it's going to try to search it out and it will wake us up. It will, you know, whatever. This is also a really big sign. If you're waking up in the middle of the night of blood sugar imbalances. Um, anyways, we could, we could go into all of that on another podcast episode. So I once had an endocrinologist tell me that if I was, so, well, actually let me back up before I get in here. I went to an endocrinologist because I, this was after I had seen um, a naturopathic doctor for several months and then I wasn't, things weren't clearing up the way that I wanted to and I was having digestive imbalances and um, uh, a hernia and things. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go get this checked out. Well, (laughs) the gastroenterologist, the GI specialist was like, oh, you're having a lot of bloating and this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, I really was, I really am. Well, he was like, okay, well, here, here's a low FODMAP diet. You could go do that. They did some imaging and whatever. Everything came back normal, of course. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, I am not finding answers anywhere. I had spent months and hundreds, thousands of dollars working with a naturopathic doctor, wasn't getting anywhere. And so finally I went to an endocrinologist and I was like, okay, let's figure this out. If all these people aren't going to help me, (laughs) maybe you will. And I have a family history of Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, um, as well as thyroid cancer. My mom had a full thyroidectomy many years ago. And so I went to this endocrinologist and we did all the blood work they did imaging on my thyroid. They said, oh my gosh, you know, we can see the visible damage of like holes, right? Holes in my thyroid. And you guys want to know what? Like, they're like, oh yeah, we can see that, you know, your thyroid is whatever on this, on the ultrasound. They We also found some masses, so some nodules that they wanted to biopsy because my mom's family history And I went back in, scheduled that appointment, went back in, and I was basically told everything was normal, you're fine, you're good to go, you know, 
and they did the biopsy. The biopsy came back clean and clear. And so I, when I went to this endocrinologist, I would keep track of all of my symptoms and I like kept a little journal on my phone as I popped up. So I just had this list of things. And I was once told by this endocrinologist if I was having heavy periods and a lot of clotting to let her know because that was becoming an issue with my thyroid and we'll need to start on medication. I, I said, I replied, I told her I do have heavy periods and a lot of cramping and clotting at the time. And then her response really kind of blew me away. It shook me a little bit. She said, oh, you'll need to go see your OB GYN and talk to her about that and run some tests. And I was like, but you just said if I was having symptoms to let you know. And essentially I was being bounced around from specialist to specialist without the acknowledgement of what was really happening in my body. Because all of my labs were borderline or normal. And that same endocrinologist told me, because my lab, my thyroid labs at the time were borderline, she was like, you know, it is a little bit high. I was above 2.5. And so she's like, I would put you on medication if you were trying to get pregnant. And I was like, well, I'm not trying to get pregnant. But I was like, it kind of blew me away. I was like, the only way that you would give me medication or the only way that you would quote unquote help me was if I was trying to get pregnant. I'm not trying to get pregnant. I'm just trying to feel good before I go get pregnant. It's the craziest thing. It is honestly the craziest thing. And this is why I have developed the Hansen Method. This is why I am working with people the way that I'm working with people because it is not okay for us to be going to doctors and be getting conflicting information without the acknowledgement of what is really happening inside of our body. So Western medicine is, it is not healthcare. You guys, I'm, it's not healthcare. It is sick care. They cannot do anything because most of them were never taught what to do or how to do it as a preventative. So I, my, my dad was an occupational therapist. My uncle um, is a, a doctor, a surgeon, and I had the privilege of working in his, in his office. And I have had the privilege of talking with my dad, my uncle, you know, other people who have gone through doctorate school <laughs> and things like that. And the consensus um, during one of these conversations was like, yeah, we had 12 hours of nutrition and they shoved that class in with a lot of the really hard and difficult classes because it was an easy pass, right? Like it was, okay, we're going to take this because it's an easy, still meeting the, what are the credits that they need while they're taking these really other hard courses. And I find it's so interesting. In addition to that, when I was helping with scheduling people in the office, we would schedule five people in an hour. Like we blocked off 15 minutes for the first person that could be a new patient. And then the rest of everybody else got what was left over. So let me, let's do the math really fast on that. So 
um, uh, 45 minutes divided by four people, your doctor has scheduled 11 minutes for you, 11.25 for you. That doesn't include them going to the bathroom, them getting a drink, you know, <laughs> um, anything else. So their goal is to get in, see you as quickly as possible and get out. Get in, look at your labs. Everything's fine. Everything's normal on your way. Oh, something's wrong. Here's a lab. Okay, here's a medication. And they can adjust your dosage and do whatever they need to do. It is not set up to talk about all of the steps in between. So what I mean by that is they're not asking you about your stress. They're not asking you about your inflammation. They're not asking you about your indigestion or mineral displacement or malabsorption. It is literally what is on the paper. Okay, let's move on. The functional approach is something much more intricate. And this is what I like to <laughs> what I like to do and what I really focus on with my clients is tell me about your stress. Everything you're saying to me, and I told I told a client this the other day, said everything, actually, she wasn't a client yet. This was prior to her deciding to work with me. Said everything you're explaining to me is inflammation, is the root cause. I don't know why it's coming up yet, but we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. As we continued our conversation, we were talking about mineral displacement, we were talking about malabsorption and why these things were happening. We have to work with the body in the right order, you guys. Your most people go from like the health desire. So let's just say acne. I want my acne to be cleared up and they just want a pill for it, right? Like clear up my acne, take away this issue. Let me take Accutane and be on my way. <laughs> Versus taking the steps in between to look at mineral absorption, look at malabsorption, look at um, inflammation in the body, hormones, all of those things that could be causing some of those hormonal things. Now, you guys, I'm going to find this picture one day and I will share it, but I had really, really bad acne and I don't think I realized how horrible it was until I saw this picture. And this was like many years later, but I took Accutane and because I took Accutane, I had to take birth control. You guys, those two medications deplete your body of nutrients and minerals so hard and have lasting effects. Like I'm literally years later and I still can feel the effects of some of the medications. Had I known, it would not have done it. Had I known, I would have taken a more functional approach. Um, and what I mean by that is we have to look at your bowel movements, you guys. How and when, how frequently, how infrequently are you having a bowel movement? A lot of thyroid people have constipation or what I see is they're bouncing back and forth between constipation, diarrhea, constipation, diarrhea. And so that has to be addressed first before we can get into the liver and the gallbladder. And the big reason for this is, yes, it is thyroid hormones, 
but your thyroid sends 93% of it to your liver to be converted. Your liver then sends it to your intestines to be absorbed into your body. So if you are not having bowel movements and if your liver is congested, your medication and your thyroid hormones, even if it's quote unquote normal in your blood, is not being absorbed and utilized properly. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I will die on that horse. Okay. So those two things have to be worked out. And this is a big step that people miss. Okay. Then in on top of that, so after we address the bowel movements, then the liver, then we go to the lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system is the drainage. It's like the sewer system for your body. So if your body isn't draining properly, you're not sweating, you're overly sweating, you're going to have issues. Then we can go to the organs and the glands, right? Then the thyroid. And then we go for cellular health. Then we go back to that state of homeostasis. This is what is missing in modern medicine. Functional, um, the toxic load theory. Okay, so maybe you guys have heard of this. Maybe you haven't. When... We are looking at functional medicine. The toxic load theory is something to take into consideration. So very low toxic load is going to allow the body when toxins and when environmental things come in, your body is able to process through it and move it out. When we start getting more stressed, when we start the perception of stress, right? Somebody is mean to you. Somebody cut you off at work, somebody, maybe you're having financial issues. This is where that stress gets a little bit heavier. This could be malabsorption. This could be that anxiety, the depression, um, not sleeping well, not sleeping at all, not sleeping enough, (laughs) too much exercise. Those, that kind of acute stress begins, especially when it happens over and over again, can help us to lose function of our body organs and systems and this is when you start to notice the fatigue, the weight gain, the dull skin, the hair loss, those types of things. Usually you're not going to the doctor at this point. Once you get to that compensatory stage, this is where things are getting worse. This is when you're running to the doctor, you're saying, hey, like my hair is falling out in clumps. I'm gaining, you know, 50 pounds in a month and this, this, and this, Right. So then your doctor is going to be like, whoa, that sounds really bad. Let's, let's get you tested. And in that stage, a lot of times things still come back normal. It's not until you hit that cellular death stage that your body is overloaded and you are finally diagnosed. You are losing function of your body. You may have to quit your job. Um, you may not, you may be struggling to do simple tasks like laundry or dishes, or cleaning the house, or things like that, because your body is designed to keep you safe. It's designed to keep you healthy, and your body will fight like hell to preserve that for you. You guys, like, I, I've been there. I know what that feels like, and I know how important it is to get your health back so that you can prioritize the things that are most important to you. For me, kids are at the top of that priority. 
maybe your kids are grown and maybe you're looking forward to grandkids. Whatever it is, it's important that you're taking care of your body. Okay. Um, so in addition to that, we have to look at the thyroid or the hormone restoration process. Okay. Or the pyramid. So our hormones build on top of each other. And these are just the basic ones. Um, I can't even tell you, and I did not include these ones on here, but I can't even tell you how many times clients have come to work with me and say, well, I don't feel hungry. Well, I'm just hungry all the time. The, those are two important hormones as well called leptin and ghrelin. So ghrelin, think of like your stomach growling. That is the hormone that tells your body you're hungry. And leptin is the hormone that tells your body you're full. And it takes time for those hormones to signal properly. And so after, I don't know, usually about 30 days or so, the clients are like, I woke up and I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> or, you know, I, I, I feel full. I feel satisfied. I feel good after I eat. And those are the things that can tell us that our body is within balance. Those two hormones aside, when I am working with somebody, I want to look at their blood sugar and their cortisol. How stressed out are you guys? So embarrassingly enough, um, <laughs> I had I have done some functional testing on myself because I practice what I preach and I did a saliva hormone panel and my cortisol levels recently have come back not good. <laughs> um, they have improved, but they're still not very good because I have felt like I have been in a constant fight or flight situation for years um, for different reasons and so as I look forward to 2023, my like my answer to things are no. Like I am no longer going going to stress myself out. It's really important for me to prioritize my stress levels. And one of the things that helps me deal with stress is acupuncture. I feel so much more peaceful and less stressed when I do acupuncture. And so I literally scheduled an appointment today for January 2nd. So this is actually, this episode is coming out after, <laughs> um, after the new year, after I've had acupuncture for the first time. But I'm like, we are starting the year off strong and managing my stress. I am going to prioritize managing my stress and my cortisol because Going up from the blood sugar and the cortisol is sex hormones. Now, my sex hormones, they're a little off. You know, I'm still nursing and things like that. And I just know that that's how my body works. It takes time. I just got my cycle back, at least consistently. It's come back um, since having baby. But when you exclusively breastfeed, some of those hormones are just... They do their, they do their own thing. And so for my health for 2023, balancing cortisol so I can, and blood sugar to build a strong foundation for my sex hormones so that my thyroid can continue to reach that state of homeostasis and feel good. All right. So 
moving on from there, you guys, one of the things that I want to share with you is that our thyroid is in every single cell in the heart and in, in the body. Every cell in your body is dependent upon thyroid hormones. So if your body does not have thyroid hormones available to you, you are going to be out of balance. You're going to feel it in one way or another. So what I, I want to give you guys, um, I'm going to give you guys some homework, but we're, I'm going to share one more thing with you guys and how I'm such a visual person. So I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this image and I'm like, how am I going to describe this <laughs> to people? So if you think of like having like a linear bar and then, so let's see if we can explain functional ranges versus those conventional ranges. So when our area, our region looks at normal ranges or conventional ranges, they look at 95% of the population and they, and, and they put them into a category and they consider if those people are considered quote unquote healthy, that's the range that they're looking at. So that range can be much bigger and much wider than what is actually optimal. So it's really important that when you are getting blood work done to look at functional slash optimal ranges to better assess what is happening. Inside the course, uh, what to do if your labs are normal, you guys, I have a five-page document that lays out conventional ranges versus Conventional ranges versus functional ranges. So I'll give you just one example. Conventional ranges for your TSH is going to be 0.3 to 5.7. Okay. Functional ranges. So this is a range that is highly studied. This is a range that they're saying, no, this is really, really good. Um, is your TSH would be 1.8 to 2.5. If you are trying to get pregnant, your doctors will most likely want to put you in that range and give you medication to help you get into that range. Um, I'll give you one more example. So vitamin D, conventional ranges is 32 to 100. More functional ranges is going to be 55 to 80. And please don't supplement with vitamin D. Especially, I mean, obviously... I can't tell you what to do, but one of the things that I would talk to your doctor or your physician about is vitamin D is first and foremost a hormone, okay? Low vitamin D levels can obviously impact the body. It impacts the immune system. It, um, you know, impairs calcium absorption and things like that. So if you are trying to supplement with vitamin D, it can actually make some of your thyroid hormones worse. Okay. So it's really, really important to make sure you're working with someone who is qualified to look at other minerals 
in addition to just that one. Okay. So anyways, um, in, in the, in the, the course that I put together, I have broken down a lot of those ranges. Um, something that I think honestly, everybody should have. <laughs> um, I just think that it's so important for, for all of us to know what we're looking at when it comes to these things. The second thing that I am going to recommend that you guys do is create a medical timeline. Quickly jot down when things have occurred and transpired in your life. And I share this with you guys. So for me specifically, I told you guys that I took Accutane and birth control. And then I can literally look back at that point in time. So I took them around, oh, I think I was like 20, maybe 19, 20. It was right before I got married. And as I look back, my husband and I were newly married. And I just remember like yawning all the time. I didn't realize that I was fatigued. I just remember yawning all the time. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was tired. And I, I really attribute it now to the birth control and the Accutane that just depleted my body of the minerals and the nutrients. So Accutane impacts your kidneys, your birth control is going to impact your liver and mess up a lot, a lot there. And so I'm like, man, if I were to go back, I wouldn't have done that because, because so little things like that, as we learn, and as you have a medical timeline, you can say, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that like, and start to put together some of these puzzle pieces for yourself. The next thing that I think you should do is set some goals Set some goals for yourself for the new year and what you want to achieve. Do you want more energy? What do you need to do to get that energy? Do you need to invest in yourself? Do you need to work with someone who's qualified? Do you need to try something a little bit different than what you have done in the excuse me, what you've done in the past? And write down ways of, well, a couple things. Number one, you want to write down why that goal is important to you. And number two, you want to have, you want to be able to measure the outcome. You want it to be, and I think this is why a lot of people do weight loss for the new year is they're like, well, you know, I'm 200 pounds and I want to be 150 pounds. And so I need to lose 50 pounds. Well, yes, you know, maybe that's true, but is it the weight or is it the body composition? Is it body fat percentage. Maybe that is a better way to measure things and, you know, go from there. All right. So I want to give you guys five steps to helping you improve your health overall. And I'm going to tell you these. <laughs> um, and it's been my experience that you guys will do this for a little bit and then you will get off track. And this is why, in my opinion, it's really important to work with a practitioner until these things become so ingrained that they're just second nature. It's just a habit. It's just a pattern. It's just what you do. So the first one is cellular hydration. So this is really, really important for our thyroid hormones overall. 
and you want to aim to drink half of your body weight in ounces. So if you're 150 pounds, you want to drink 75 ounces of water per day, give or take. If you live in the desert, if you live in certain climates, you might get more dehydrated and you might need more. If you're nursing, you might need more. If you are exercising a lot and you sweat a lot, you might need more. Okay, <laughs> so look at the color of your urine and just make sure that it is a pale yellow. We don't want to be overhydrating and we don't want to be underhydrating. Um, so just keep that in mind. Okay, so number two light movement. We don't want to overly stress the body. So yoga, stretching, walking, low impact exercise, ideally two to three times per week. What I tell all of my clients, especially if they don't have a exercise routine or regimen, go walking for 30 minutes, two to three times a week. I'm pretty sure most of us can fit that into our schedule for the most part, whether you're walking on a treadmill, whether you're walking outside, whatever it is. The next one is getting at least 10 to 15 minutes of sunlight first thing in the morning. Um, even if it's just opening your blinds, because this really helps to set and recalibrate your circadian rhythm, your circadian rhythm. If you eat breakfast and it's nice outside, go sit outside and eat your breakfast. Like don't sit, don't sit inside. Um, you know, just small move, small things like that. Even eating outside, um, at work, if there's an outdoor place and the weather's nice, like go, go eat outside, get some of that early morning sunlight, 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be overly hard but it will have a huge impact on your hormones. It's going to help with um, helping to kind of recenter you. There's some benefits in grounding. There's benefits in hormone balancing. I mean, honestly, 10 to 15 minutes of sunlight every day is life-changing for a lot of people. Next one, what is this? Number four is chewing your food. Chew your food to break it down into mush. This is going to help with the enzymatic function to help you to better absorb your food. Now, you can do this little experiment with your kids or with your husband or just with yourself. The next time you go into the kitchen or the pantry, or maybe you want to go do it right now, go get something like processed food, whatever it is. Maybe a cracker, maybe a chip, maybe some kind of processed food. Watch... As you chew it and break it down, okay, see how many chews it takes to turn into mush. And then go eat a cucumber, a carrot, a whole food, um, chicken, beef, uh, lettuce, <laughs> and then see how long and how many chews it causes you or it takes for you to break it down into mush before swallowing it. Okay, this is just kind of a fun little experiment that you can do. And I'm not going to ruin it. I'm sure most of you guys can like guess what's going to happen. But we're looking for ways to better improve that absorption that, you know, doesn't cost anything. All right. Um, the last one, number five, is sleep. You For women, you guys, all of the science and all the studies say, you know, for six to eight hours of sleep every evening 
and, you know, establish a good, healthy eating or eating sleep routine, sleep hygiene to help with your hormones. Women are going to need closer to eight to nine hours, seven at a minimum. Okay. It is not okay. (laughs) And I'm talking to myself. It's not okay for us to think that sleeping five hours or four hours a night is going to be beneficial. And I know many of you out there are like, but I just, there's just not enough hours in the day. I promise you, I promise you that if you prioritize your sleep, you will have more hours in the day. Your body's going to have more energy and you're going to be able to get more done. If you would have told me that a couple years ago, I would have laughed in your face. But I promise, <laughs> promise, it works, okay? Um, I said five. I actually have a, a sixth tip. This tip <laughs> is nutrient-dense foods. So eating whole foods. Foods in their most natural, unadulterated state. This is going to be fruits, veggies, meats, whole grains. Okay, that's it. Like things, I told this to my mom the other day and she laughed at me and I was like, why is that funny? Um, anyways, we were talking about whole foods and I said, yes, anything that comes from the ground or has a mother. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like that's a weird way of explaining it and I was like well you know think eggs had a mother chicken had a mother beef has a mother (laughs) like you know those types of things um, are things that we want to fuel our body all right you guys um that would be my tips for you on what to do if your labs are normal how to get back on track for after the new year. Um, I, I highly recommend that you guys prioritize getting some labs done and focusing on that. Now, if you guys want to take the mini course, the course is normally $20. I'm going to put it on sale through the end of, or actually January 15th. Um, actually, I'm going to extend it. Let's do the 30th. So through January 30th, I will put a the link to purchase the course in addition to a promo code to give you guys um, 10% off. So in this mini course, what to do if your labs are normal, I'm walking you through our, I think it's like two hours of training um, on what to do, lifestyle things to do. You're going to get a 20 plus page workbook as well as the, uh, it's like an Excel spreadsheet on reference ranges. Um, I break down all of the ranges, things to consider when, when you are getting those tested. So for example, um, let's just take hemoglobin. This may, if your hemoglobin, um, is off. So it may be high with a B6 deficiency, adrenal issues, um, high RBCs or diarrhea, or it may be low with, if you're anemic, if you have a B6 or a B12 deficiency, as well as digestive issues or a lack of um, vitamin C. 
So I really, really put a lot of time and energy into this to make it easy for you guys to understand and what some lifestyle things that you can do um, beyond just like, well, I don't really know what this means and I don't really know what this means. I want you guys to understand some of the implications um, and why certain labs are important to do and what it may mean for your physical body. So that is included in that course. Um, in addition to that, you guys, I have given you a breakdown of two done-for-you meal plans uh, that include grocery lists and prep guides, everything that you guys need to be um, successful. They're anti-inflammatory, so they're just they're great for people overall to be doing. And it's a great way to start off the new year. Honestly, like it, all of the guesswork is taken out of that for you. And I've also broken down some of my favorite supplements as well as giving you guys like a discount for those high quality supplements. Um, I really just tried to put together this course in a way that is so valuable and can really help give you some insight as to what you can do, what needs to be done in order to help support your body. And I have talked for a long time. So I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you have a great time and I'll see you guys on the next. Before you go, if you guys are interested in the what to do if your labs are normal, head over to the show notes and click the link. Make sure to use that discount code, purchase the course and go through it. I promise it's going to be well worth your time, energy and your financial investment. See you on the next. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews!